Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which to learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barrens. Dustin, and today we have a very special episode um, from a film that I watched when we got the screener for it a couple days ago, I think. it's Actually, it's been like about a week. So we have um, Anthony and Natalie over here from Malum, and uh, this is going to be extremely fun. Um, Anthony, it's great to have you. Natalie, it's great to have you. How you how you both doing? Thank you. We're good. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to promote Malum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun film. Um, we uh, probably won't go into too much spoilers since the film is not out yet. But Anthony, that's that's on you. If you say, "Hey, let's do it. Let's do it." But um, if not, we'll we'll hold back as much as possible. <laughs> Let some stuff slip here or there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if everybody has seen Last Shift, I think you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Even though this definitely does, you know, add a lot different takes on it and i have seen last shift and that was great so anthony it's going to be a question i will be asking later but it's really cool to see you redoing something that you've already done (laughs) yeah Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot so it was it was kind of crazy you know we can talk about that but but you know i think for people who have seen the original and I know a lot of people are like, they ripped off last shift and i'm like well no it's us it's me we're doing it again but differently but we uh, loved that response. Yeah, we, we saw that online. I'm like, oh my gosh, look how passionate they are. And you're they're like, like, they're in your corner. In I corner. loved yeah. it. Back though, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think probably a lot of filmmakers would love to be able to do that. Um, you know, I, I say like, like not since Cecil B. DeMille has it ever been done. But it was crazy and but great because when you leave you have to leave stuff on the table because like your budget size and now you can kind of reinvent it and revisit it yeah and expand on characters that you really liked working with that was a great experience yeah for sure and um i guess i'm kind of going to take everything back to the beginning right now we could do it um, with both of you um i would like to kind of you know see where everything started um, Natalie, we can we can start with you. Where did um you know acting and everything kind of start with you? Was it at a young age and you kind of always wanted to do that? Yes, for sure. I was definitely known for writing and putting on you know my own plays and 
Christmas pageant plays with the neighborhood kids and my siblings who begrudgingly had to be part. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, doing interpretive dances and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's always kind of been in. But I, I wasn't able to, you know, professionally act per se until I moved to L.A., you know, as soon as, you know, high school is done. Um, you know, and got into that, I got into acting classes and, and whatnot, and um, actually fell into a lot of theater and, you know, booked um, a starring role at um, the Mark Taper Theater in LA. Oh, and wow. so it kind of like kicked off things for me. And it was a really challenging kind of like first, hey, you know, throw you into the deep end because I literally was on stage for an hour and a half. And, you know, that kind of memorization and also character development is intense for someone so young, you know, because usually, you know, when we see actors who are, you know, 19 or 20 or whatnot, they have quite a breadth of experience under their belt, you know, from growing up in the industry. And so didn't have that. And so that was a really good, quick, like, here, learn everything fast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, it was great. And, you know, and then booked some other, you know, theater things. And then um, what ended up happening was there was us, a writer-director team, um, that saw me and um, they ended up asking me to come audition for the lead in their film. And I ended up booking it and that became my first film role. And then boom, you know, I was auditioning for film and booking film from there on. And I played um, the love interest, the leading lady role in Deadheads, which was a zombie comedy. Yeah. Um, and so, and from there, I've just kind of worked in all genres, you know, coming in and out of horror, even though I started in horror. So it's, it's kind of good to be back into those roots because it's uh, as an actor, obviously it's just, uh, there's so many more levels you can play with, oh, yeah. you know, as in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is more challenging for sure. More exhausting on set. Um, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's in a nutshell. I mean, I was writing my own stuff too and performing it. Um, that kind of went away as I got, you know, the Hollywood agents and managers who were like, no, you could only be one thing. Yeah. You know? And so I think, you know, to today, like fast forward to today, you know, had some time in the industry. You know, Anthony was like a big proponent of pushing me, and he's like, you know, why aren't you writing like anymore? Like he's like, we should write together. Yeah, like we should, because he's like, because he would always ask me for feedback on his stuff, and he's like, I think we would be good together. So we started doing that in 2020, and we've had a lot of success, and hopefully some more. And we currently have um, a thriller out right now um, to market called The Step Counter that we're really excited. And we're working on a couple of other projects, but that's really the start to currently where to I'm now. at. Yeah. <laughs> <To now. laughs> and it's like being married. It's like, she's, she's always going to be a co-writer in a way anyways. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's always going to make, I want to read that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Give I me. know. <laughs> Might as well let you get credit for it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess what well, Anthony, we can kind of transition to over to you now. Um, where did everything start with you? I know you have, your background's actually huge from like what I was reading up on, but I want to I want to hear it from you. Well, being a fellow, you know, um, Massachusetts native, um, you know, I, I went to Emerson. I kind of I always wanted to get into film. I I, I loved my dad was a big monster movie guy. Oh, so, hell yeah. Uh, so it's like and and he is a my dad's from a much older. Gener- my dad's in his 90s now. Oh, wow. So much older generation, you know, he was what I, I grew up with the like kind of universal monsters movies at a young age. And then, 
he would rent a lot of horror and stuff when I was young. So I was watching horror like at a very young age. And I loved, just loved the special effects. I just was, always wanted to do it. I want to create that kind of stuff or like, but back then, you know, you find something on TV, PBS or something like making of the thing or Star Wars. And you're like, Oh wow. You get to see everything. And so I always, and for his, his love of movies, I always wanted to get in movies and then kind of knew I wanted to go to film school and I went to Emerson and then this is a great school, at least at the time, because you could come to LA and be like, your your schooling in LA the last semester so that's what I did I was like well I'm gonna just go my last semester and and stay um and I was lucky enough I got an internship at Marvel when I was here that's crazy uh, yeah and it was like that was like before Marvel was Marvel yeah like, yeah they, exactly but it's, that's still huge you know having was, that in your resume I think it's funny well it was funny too because like when I went in and in, interviewed with them I was like, listen, I don't really read Marvel comics. I'm a DC guy. Oh, I, mean, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was. I had like a Batman tattoo. I didn't want to, you know, back then I probably should have lied through my teeth, but I was honest. But I was, but they knew I was knowledgeable in comics. So it's like it, either I was the only choice they had or whatever, but they gave me that the internship and they had just, they were working on Spider Man, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. Wow. And they just, uh, just, finished that and they were like doing the i saw like the credit sequence was being designed and but i had a lot more time on my hands so i i loved horror i kind of reached out to my advisor i was like listen i can i pick up another internship while i'm doing this and i'd love to do something in horror like and she was like oh yeah so she's like well here's a list of the local guys there's john <laughs> Carter, Wes craven clive barker i'm like so I can meet these guys or what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's that's huge. Those are huge uh, names, you know. But so I had I had actually the Nightmare on Elm Street box set had come out and on DVD, and that box set had so much behind the scenes on it. And Clive is all over that. Um, and I got to hear him talk a lot about his views on horror and and Joe Daly, who worked with Clive. He was from Massachusetts. Yeah, like that seems like a fit. So I reached out to them and I was able to get a meeting and, and, uh, I met Cl- Clive was in that first meeting, which like kind of freaked me out. I was like, Oh, yeah, oh. I would have been like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're like you're going to his house and, jo- and I was like, Oh, I'm going to meet Joe. And, but then he was there and I'm like, Oh, well, okay. I'm here. I am. I'm in, in with it. But we, we had a lot in common. Like, you know, he either comics or porn or whatever. Like, <laughs> Just everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, he was never shy about, you know, like... Yeah. The, the, like, yeah, he's very open. Like, <laughs> he was like, hey, what are we doing today? Well, we're going to go down to the porn shop and get some movies. I'm like, cool, let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that but, That's really funny. <laughs> but I just got along with him well, and I... I worked with him for like 10 years, you know, developing and, and then eventually producing. And then that was the first job I got to direct was dread. Yeah. Story. So that was, that was, that was a whirlwind, like first 12 years of my, my. That's so crazy. 10 years under his belt. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Damn. Now look where you are. You're remaking your first film. (laughs) I know. I'm remaking my first movie. <laughs> I've really hit another level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
um, I wanted to to ask too, like what what made you both want to go, or whoever like came up with the idea first of being like, you know what, Last Shift was great. Everybody loves it. I love Last Shift. That movie is so good. And if anybody hasn't seen it, you need to watch it before you see this one. But what made you want to go and reboot it? Well, so it it wasn't really my idea. Event, you know. I always wanted to, at, we talked about doing a sequel, like with yeah. Scott, like, maybe we'll do, and I, we had ideas for a sequel, but like time had gone by and we just never did it, never wrote it, never got it off the ground. And then uh, I was in, introduced to Luke Lebeau, who's a, they started to form Welcome Villain. And we like clicked and he was like, hey, I'm kind of forming this company. He's like, have you ever thought about kind of revisiting the last shift world? And I'm like, well, yeah, I was like, you know, we talked about a sequel and this, and through our conversations, we kind of decided to do this reimagining that was, I was very happy with The Last Shift and everyone in it, all the characters in it, and and it did everything I wanted it to do, but I wanted it to play theatrically. Like, I d- kind of designed that, even though it was a low-budget horror film or an indie horror film, I felt it had the chops to theatrically that it was yeah. it was a crowd pleaser that we designed the, the sound very much for a theatrical experience and and um you know the festivals that did play it played well in, in the theater experience so this one from the get-go they're like we're going to do theatrical so we again kind of like okay great i can create the same feel of a movie that's meant to terrify people that's meant to engage people for this window of time very experiential movie um but now get deeper on the characters get deeper on the creature designs and the the cult and and their mythology so that was the that was how we got here today wow and then then natalie yeah she's only returning cast member yeah that was crazy and i saw that too i was like whoa Okay, so I, I like that though. You know, it kind of gives you like a, I guess a weird like here's like a uh, another universe essentially, but like yeah. Natalie's in, in both of them. You know, and that's yeah, what, how I was kind of viewing it. I was like, that's so crazy. Um, and it's really cool too because we um one of the the main you know actors you have near Cheney Morrow. He's a friend of the show. He's been on. Um, and, and when we had him on, he was talking so much about this music, dude, you need to watch this. If you have a chance to get a screener for it or anything, you need to watch it. It's, it's great. And I was like, okay, oh. all right. All right. And as, <laughs> as soon as he said, yeah, it's a, it's just like a reimagining of the last shift. You know, it's, it's written by the director and everything. And it's like, it's all like in-house people who have worked on it before. And I was like, okay, you, you have me amped. And, um, my host he's seen the movie, unfortunately, since he's not here, He's too busy, but he he's blown away. He loves Last Shift as well. And everybody else that we've talked to, they've been like, Last Shift was great. How can they make it better? I'm like, trust me. They make it better. <laughs> they go way yeah. over the top, and, and I absolutely love it. So I wanted to go to you, Natalie. What was it like going, you know, doing this movie you did like some odd years ago and then revisiting again? I It was a very unique opportunity, for sure. Um, I you know, I don't think as actors, we, we get these type of opportunities, you know, in our careers and I probably won't have it again. So I really wanted to kind of dig into it and, um, make sure that it was something different, you know, and fresh. So in the event, 
you know, fans that had seen the other see this, that they would feel like they were getting something new. And, you know, not to say that I didn't leave everything on the table in the last one because I did. And so that kind of was the challenge. I'm like, oh, how do we, how do I do this? Yeah. I think half, half that is um, good writing. And then the other half to bring it to life is the performance. And Anthony definitely covered that on the writing part. You know, I saw the, the <laughs> scene and I'm like, okay, I don't even know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh no, you can do it. Like, you can do it. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to put you through the audition process. Here we go. Um, and so, um, but you know, you kind of get over that, you know, self-doubt as an artist and you dig in and, um, it was very fun and um, I really appreciated being able to build a deeper level of a character, really expand on it. I think in the first, you know, you know, and I won't give any spoilers, you know, Marigold is more vulnerable and almost running away from something. And you kind of really feel that, um, you know, while she's giving important information, almost as a soothsayer to Officer Lauren. And in this one, you know, very similar, you know, she's, you know, bestowing important information, but there's this danger, this kind of uncertainty that's going on with this kind of strength underneath that was a yeah. little different there's the elements of the vulnerability but there's something else there too this time and so i for me as an artist my goal was for people watching it to not recognize me and think it's a totally different character and just you know have to look it up basically to be like is that the same actor like, yeah totally which i did i was like wait a second <laughs> i was like okay it is <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was that was a really cool moment. I was like, "That's that's so so cool." Oh yeah, and and, Ch it. and Cheney, right? I mean, he kills it. He's I think oh, he, he's yes. so enthusiastic about the part. And... Oh, the whole cast. I mean, I I could go on because I stand on said I love watching everybody's like work, you know, and stuff. Yeah, and, and Jessica did great too. Oh, like, damn, what she goes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that scene was so fun with her just because. You know, it's like you you throw the ball and, you know, you hope you get that ball back. Like as an actor, I kind of like look at it that way, that the energy that you kind of pour out into your character and boy, she just, you know, gave it back. And, you know, and it, it helps like kind of fuel the scene and and, you know, get to those levels. And yeah, and, mm -hmm. oh, oh, I love it. I just can't wait for people to see her in this because I, I remember seeing her in that M. Night Shalom movie mm -hmm. and I literally told oh, yeah. anthony i'm like i love the cheerleader yeah yeah <laughs> and so i told her that when i met her for the first time in the makeup room and she was like she was so stunned and i'm like are you kidding you were great in that natalie so. just likes cheerleaders like, she's <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> she was great but yes i'm excited for fans to see her and, and it, oh, yeah yes they're gonna go wild for sure oh yeah um and everybody in here you know they're really give everything like last chef like everybody was putting everything and you can you can feel on the screen of how much everybody was giving themselves to it but this one it ups, ups it so much and there's like way more darkness more claustrophobic areas that was really getting to me and like you know being in a cell and then like not knowing what's going on like there are you know some scenes on here that are kind of like shot for shot but they're so like redone that it doesn't feel too familiar and yeah. i appreciate that a lot it's not like i'm re-watching the same movie so i want to i want to really put that out there for everybody and for the both of you to hear that that it doesn't feel like i'm watching the same movie again and i uh, really good job on doing that thank you thank you yeah thank you um as a you know horror fan and i i 
digest horror constantly every single yeah. day and being able to see this you know before and i am going to see it in theaters i'm definitely going to and i, I have a bunch of friends that want to go see who are also fans of last show so i'm like you're not going to be disappointed by this at all um what's it, great is like i think like the theatrical experience will again feel just a lot different than you watching it on a screener because it, it oh for the, sure sound is such a big part of it and how we design the sound for the room i think you'll you'll get that when you're in a theater yeah and also like all the special effects on here it was all pretty much practical right yeah for the most yeah. part wow. yeah i mean we'd be enhanced stuff where we had planned to and, and and things like that but everything started on set as you know practical and and um it's i i always hate it in movies it's like you know you're you're flipping through Instagram and you see this awesome creature design and then you watch the movie and you're like, wait, they just <laughs> totally redid it in CGI, but the, the original creature design looks look so much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it always, I always, it always killed. And I love, I am legend. I mean, I think that's a good adaptation. The Will Smith one, I think is a solid adaptation of the book. Yeah. But when you look at the original designs they had for the, because in, in the book, it's vampires, and in the movie, it was vampires. When you look at, I think it was Steve Johnson, what he created, I'm like, why didn't they use that in the movie? It was so, and, and that happens a lot now, even with, um, it was like a quiet place. So you look at yeah. all this artistry that goes into the creatures, and then none of it makes its way into the movie. Yeah. yeah. And from, you know, the actor point of view, we love practical effects because mm -hmm. it's so visceral and it just puts you into that place so much faster, you know, from a performance perspective, not to say that we're not imaginative people and crazy, but we can't work in front of blue screens and green screens too, because we can, but there's just something about, you know, films that do use practical effects that I just think from a performer standpoint is amazing because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, boom, it's there. It's, it's, it's in your face. And it just really adds to that visceral element that I think fans are looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a huge uh, fan of practical effects. Um, obviously CG has its place and we've talked about this multiple times on the show. CG is just really there to kind of enhance things. Like you were saying, Anthony, you know, kind of just make things feel a little bit more that you can't get in, in real life. Like, okay, I want to add just a little bit more blood there or something to make it look fuller. Or I want to darken up a part on, on the prosthetic or something like that. That's completely fine. Um, but this, like, I could tell it was practical and I love that I could tell that it was practical. There are movies out there who claim that they're practical and it doesn't look like it. This one, I could feel. It was like I was watching an 80s horror movie. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was really, really cool to uh, see that on on this. Um, I mean, you know, the last one on, on Last Shift, like they were, it was practical. I could tell on that one. But this one, it was, it was so more visceral. And the, the lighting in this one, I think, was handled way better. You could do way more with the airs that you were doing. The police station really felt like its own character a lot more in this one, which I also really liked. Uh, did you use a real police station for this, or was it all a set? All real police. The first one was a real police station, and this one was as well. Oh, and it, wow. it, the aesthetic, you, you sit. Your police station is going to set a lot of the aesthetic of of the tone of the movie because in the first one, and again because we were on a limited budget, all the walls were white. 
right? Yeah. But it was like, this place is just stark white. Yeah. And it's like for a horror movie, I just kind of embrace it. I was like, all right, so turn on all the lights, like have all the fluorescence on. And then when we go dark, just turn off everything. Um, and it's just her and her flashlight. But you you kind of had to embrace like, all right, there's a lot of light in that first movie. And in this one, the police station, it's a, a um, it was like 10 times the size of the first movie. Oh, it, wow. The, the four-story police station, it had a basement in the in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, in the city. It was a huge police station. And we had the run of the place. It was decommissioned for like, I think it was empty for like two or three years. And you go in there and you see, you just get a sense of all the lives that were lived in there. The, the, I mean, it just, there was blood on the wall. You know, there was like wow. this <laughs> Like every corner of it smells like piss, and it's yeah, like, I can imagine that. <laughs> it was a, there was a there was a whole section with like I don't know what it was, but it was by the showers, and it said pube combs, and I'm like, see, you can't. You can't <laughs> oh read no! I'm like, this is this is where they got their pube combs. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny and so it gross at the same like time. So, yeah, it feels so real because you're on, you're walking into it, and you're like, it is real, and you're like, man, people lived here. People spent huge chunks of their lives here, and and it it and the design of it, like the the green tile, and and um, mm. there was this bizarre mural on the wall. So we kind of recreated our own bizarre mural. That just said police, like land for police, but there was just, you know, it's you always think there's like there's a grassroots feeling. You think because it's a government building or a city building, there'd be consistency. Like you feel like, oh, it it it's gonna feel generic, but it would yeah. had so much of its own personality, like arts and crafts, <laughs> like or like, <laughs> like just see things and like you know oh that's their local pizza they have it like the, the, yeah. i mean shit was still taped to the walls wow. and like over the, the architecture is very yeah. 1940s 1950s mm. and it kind of that aesthetic kind of carried through but with this decrepitness yeah which and like anthony's saying like when you stepped onto that set you could feel that it was a real place and all the things he's saying are 100 true and then there was also kind of in some of those rooms on the different floors there was a little bit of a heaviness yeah. with the energy and you just kind of were like, okay, I'm not going to go down that hallway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely haunted. <laughs> definitely. haunted. Definitely. <laughs> a lot of bad, sh- a lot of bad shit happened in there for sure. Yeah. There was definitely a cult in there. You just, uh, you just awakened them when you were in there shooting this film. But <laughs> I just thought of a funny thing. So they did not know. None of us knew on set that the entire, like, um, so the room that we shot, you know, Marigold and uh, Officer Lawrence scene in and Officer Lawrence in that, you know, room for quite a bit. Yeah. Little things happen. There was a wall with all this electronics. Um, oh, yeah. And so with wires coming out of everything, like it was not. It was like a servo on the wall. Yeah. And okay. it was not put together. It looked like it had been torn apart and re-put together. And so we just all assumed. But it was flashing. It was decrepit, you know, and it wasn't real, but it was flashing something. There's a camera in there watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Sound the sound guys were like, you know, we're picking up like this thing, this big servo on the wall. It's making a hum. Like, like, can we just like disconnect it? Let's just disconnect it. So we, you're like, yeah, this place has been empty for years. Like, why not? We turned it off, 
And then the city's like blowing up the producer's phone. Like you just shut down like the entire email server for like the entire police. <laughs> oh department. my god! And I'm like, oh, why is it in there? <laughs> why is it in there? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like this empty building that that you just handed over to a film crew. What the, they should have at least told you, like, hey, just don't touch this wall. Whatever you yeah, do, yeah. just don't touch it. It, it. it was literally, it was like stacks of things, wires like hanging and like, like scotch tape, like yes. holding pieces together. So you would never think that it, it was, was like, connecting oh. the entire police force for the city. And they were like called and they're like, get that back on now. Oh yeah, my like, God. I mean, they were like, they're going to shut us down if you don't fix this ASAP. Like, wow. Good thing you didn't rip it out of the wall. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. Damn. <laughs> was there any other like um, weird things that happened in there? Or was it kind of just like that one thing? You know, I'm sure there was because when you're in it, there's everything's like feels real and creepy, but I just can't remember now. I mean, the 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 shooting range downstairs and and that was a different location, Um, but there was a shooting range in the police station. It had been it was kind of creepy because we go down there and it was like they closed it off. And then there was these stairs that would just lead to nowhere. They would go up, yes. there'd be concrete steps and they you'd walk up this thin concrete and and then it would be a concrete ceiling. You're like, well, what uh. is this? Now, I guess there used to be tunnels that connected all the the courthouse. Oh, the to other, transfer like the prisoners? Transfer the prisoners. Yes. There are all these different subsect tunnels to go to these different government buildings so they would never have to bring bring prisoners outside. And so it was super creepy because it was like half broken. And the guy, like the security guard is like, yeah, you could probably get in there and like just. Oh, no. No, thank they, you. <laughs> yeah. They, they did warn us because like the building's still connected to a facility across both underground, which was closed, but the above ground, there was a walkway. There was like a, there was like one part of the building, like, do not go down. Because they'll come out at you with like guns if you like. Oh cross. yeah, no, thank you, nope. <laughs> <laughs> always this like threat of danger, like don't let the cast wander down, like don't let the extras wander down there. <laughs> we don't need anyone like getting arrested. <laughs> oh man, wow, that's crazy. Uh, this shooting range scene too is is really really cool. I love that that whole scene that happens there. I mean, you okay. see. You know, most of it in the trailer too, and that really got me. I was like, "Whoa, okay, like, why, why are you doing what you're doing?" And that's another <laughs> thing I always ask in movies: is like, why do you go towards this one thing when you know it's just going to be awful? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you there somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's really, really cool. Um, how long was uh, the shooting um, going on for? Well, the initial shoot was about twenty days. Oh wow! And we did several. We did. We did a couple more days in Los Angeles, and then we ended up going back again for two more days in Kentucky to do some pickups and exterior, like drone work and things like that. Which was good actually, because like I, the movie was edited and we kind of knew what we wanted and, and we're, was able to get like a bunch more. And it actually had a big impact. Like it's it's great at that stage. We're like, I know exactly what we want. Let's just focus on it and shoot for two days and and get exactly what we need. So. So it was it was a pretty long process overall, you know, through the months. Wow, it's like twenty days. Yeah, well, that's not too bad though. Um, I feel like, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think nowadays, like 
shooting a movie takes less time than it ever used to. I don't know if it's just because technology has like just gotten yeah. better. Everything's digital now. Um, but it always feels like that. Everybody's like, yeah, I only shot the movie in like 10 days. I was like, what? <laughs> like I've had people come on and say that. I'm like, how yeah. is that even possible? But 20 days, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, we shot the first one in 10 days. It was yeah, a 10 see, days. like, yeah. how? <laughs> Very clear planning, right? And, and, and that was a two-picture movie. We had two cameras, two-camera movie. This was a single-camera movie. It kind of dictates the style, you know, when you're yeah. doing this. Um, but it was good. I mean, it was good. You always wish you had more time, but I think those pickup days kind of eliminated that. You kind of just get it after. Yeah, this this film flows though. I, I love how the story goes and how there's so much more to it. So if you are a fan of Last Shift and you wanted more of that story, you get that here. You learn way more about the cult and everything, and there's way more violence in it. And I love that. <laughs> I love you know seeing people's heads explode and stuff, blood <laughs> everywhere. It's, yeah. it's super duper fun. Um, was there a scene that was harder to shoot? Um, Natalie, I'll, I'll talk to you. Was there a scene that you had to do that was you know that was harder than the rest of them uh, without doing spoilers, unless you want to spoil them. That's up to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say harder, but cha more challenging for sure. You know, I think anytime, you know, you have to, you know, reach like a really intense point, you know, as a character, that's always a challenge. It's a challenge one to, to reach that, but two, to make it believable and ground for the audience. Um, and so that definitely was challenging. There was a lot of prep work, you know, on my part that went into that. And then I know the first time that we did that on set, that was a little intense. There was just yeah. silence, silence on set after he yelled cut and there was just, nobody was moving. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I knew like, but I like to go there. I was just like, yeah. oh, I do in the kitchen sink. So, well, yeah. cause I knew like Natalie's, I, I knew these, areas she could get to because i've seen her yell at me at home so like i'm like emulate <laughs> <laughs> <like> that now <laughs> play to these these strengths and but natalie's the kind of performer that when she enters when she enters a place like kind of everything else goes away yeah so like you know because she screams a lot she screams a lot in the in that sequence we would shoot it in segments and be like okay we're gonna take it just we're gonna go this up to here, and then we're gonna go up to here, just a little bit further, and and then and then, but once she gets going, I couldn't stop her, like because like I called cut, and then she just she's in it. Yeah. She don't hear what I'm saying, like she's like going right, <laughs> she's in it. But then the sound guys are like, I'm not ready, and it's like, and then, <laughs> like, like I didn't, I didn't wasn't expecting that, and everyone's like kind of stunned, like whoa, what just happened. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we did it again many times and yeah. it's all good. I can keep going, but yeah, I, he's right. I mean, I, yeah, that's, you know, and sometimes that happens and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like your question about what's more, what's challenging is that's it right there. You yeah. know, it's, with those types of roles, um, you know, it's just, you just got to really turn that notch all the way up. And sometimes it's hard to, to, here cut you know <laughs> <laughs> or, or come back from it once you're yeah there. yeah <laughs> wow um anthony was there a scene um directing wise that was other than what we just talked about was there another one that was difficult to get on film 
I think the hardest one, and I like writing the scene with Scott, and I, I knew it was like this is going to be a, a, a height, a high point for the movie is that the hanging sequence in the third act, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it was both stunts and an actress and uh, effects and copious amounts of blood, um, yeah. you know, it it just essentially took a whole day, like to shoot like that that moment it's just it's a lot of time and a lot of reset work and a lot of um you know the when you're dealing with stunts and effects at the same time there's always going to be something that's going to go wrong and you're like okay that went wrong so now we do it this way and like yeah that was a challenge also it's a very i was very adamant that this had to work you know at a certain uh level um so it could deliver so that was um i think it worth that work to get it to where it is now yeah. Well, um, great job on both of you for making this come true. Um, I was so surprised. I, I don't know if it was, it had to have been Cheney who told me about this first before I, I heard anything about it, but I was like, really? So, you know, I watched it and I'm like, yes, this is badass. Everybody needs to go watch this. Even if you haven't seen Last Shift, um, this is a great, you know, standalone movie. You don't really have to put it in there if you don't want to, because this, this has so much more to what you've already crafted and created and natalie you explore way more in this one and like i think just how how much you know experience both of you have it really shows in this film and i need more so is there anything that both of you are working on um after this she mentioned earlier we we have a thriller that we're taking out right now called the step counter it's kind of like a hand that rocks the cradle Mm -hmm. oh okay okay and then, you know, I would love to do more of Malum. I'd love to do a sequel. Oh, yes, yes. And there's a lot more story to get into there. It's kind of the way we leave it. There's a lot more to do. So, you know, if this does well, then I'd dive right back in. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So you're going to have Chaney on again now that you've uh, watched? Yeah, actually, I talked to him. I was like, because uh, he's got that, he's got this one coming on. He's got Watch Dogs. So I'm like, once they're both, you know, yeah. you know, out there, I'm like, you need to come back on because I need to pick your brain about this. Because what he does in this film um everybody knows him you know from haunt he played ghost so this he's like way more of a you know actor in this one like he's he's there like you you'll know you'll know right off the bat and that's what i kind of liked about it too but i won't i won't spoil too much but you know when he's there but you know seeing him you know really out from behind the mask and and you know being there and presenting himself as this threat and being so unhinged which i really really like is is really really awesome so i i hope we see more of malum i really really do oh thank you thank you well thank you both for making this happen and um i don't know if there's any other questions i have but i usually do this as a fun thing is there any questions that either of you have for me what's your favorite scary movie (laughs) i can tell you my first my first um, horror movie uh is um halloween 1978 i am a huge halloween fan michael yeah. has ruined my childhood in many of the greatest ways possible yeah. i wouldn't be doing this without him <laughs> awesome. cool excellent awesome. well awesome uh well good we're you have to add to that collection a malum mask oh there yes sit, send it my way come on yeah, yeah i'll take anything from you i would love a poster like honestly Perfect. all right all right well yeah we can definitely <laughs> i want to support this because um this might be one of my um top movies of the year and the years just began so awesome. i'm excited it was it's a uh, it's weird to say this even though it's not out yet 
but this is a comfort film for me for how weird that sounds to both of you probably <laughs> this is a comfort film i could toss this on and be like yeah this is a good time i love it i could just but the, i i know what you're talking about though i get it that's i you do have those movies that you're like you relish in the gruesomeness of it and you're like no i i feel at home here yeah yeah so i want everybody to go see this it's uh march 31st correct is when it goes on into theaters so get your tickets when they're available um, I'm probably gonna be going, you know, every day of the first weekend. Uh, just I always like to go to local, okay. other different theaters to see, you know, how crowds are. And this one, I'm super amped for. Yep, March 31st yep, March. in theaters nationwide. So we're excited. Yep. Thank oh, yeah. you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll let the both of you go right now. This was super duper fun. Thank you both for taking your time out of the day to come talk to me. I know Dean's going to be very sad, but that's okay. You can listen back and be like, yeah, dude, you nailed all the questions for me. <laughs> so uh, um, I would love to have both of you back on too at, a, at any other point. If you want to come on and talk about another film or yeah. anything, yeah. We'll, we'll keep in touch yeah. for sure. Yeah, for we sure. will. So uh, thank you guys yeah. so much for listening. And go watch Malum March 31st. Thank you, guys. Thank you.